your Bibles, I'm going to take you tonight to the book of Psalm, chapter number 4. We're going to look at that, and while you're turning there, just to give you just a little bit of what's taking place as far as ministry-wise, God, uh, as Brother Abdiel was saying, you know, God moves, God does it, we can't do nothing. Uh, We just got to get out of the way and let God do, and when He does things, He does it well, and uh, one of the opportunities that He has uh, allowed for me um, is a Mockley jail is a real little jail. It's actually a sister jail, if I could say it that way, to Naples Jail Center. And um, there was a situation that uh, they let one of the chaplains go. Uh, I don't know what he did. They wouldn't tell me what he did, and I don't want to know what he did. But he's not there anymore. So it opened up a door for me to go to a Mockley. And so what they're going to allow me to do is go there and have a, have a Bible study there, but also visit with the men one-on-one. And that's what I really, really like. Of course, I love to give them the gospel, no question, but I love to be able to one-on-one because that's when God really works. Uh, and that's when God does some great things. So appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate you praying about that. Uh, Lord willing, uh, if everything goes right, maybe sometime this month I'll start doing that over there in Immokalee, which is great because it's only like 20 minutes from my house. So it's a win-win, but, uh, and that's not a Geico commercial either. But, uh, but anyway, uh, appreciate your prayers, and uh, God is still working. Uh, matter of fact, as well, I got to, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, I got to lead a man to Christ. Uh, he told me that he was, a, um, he was a realtor and a contractor, and he said, I believe it was 2008, he told me he made $650,000. And he said, I'm ashamed to tell you, he said, I have nothing. He said, I have nothing. And I, the Lord gave me words because I don't know nothing. And, uh, you know, I said, well, you know what? You think you have nothing, but God has brought you to this place to show you you need something. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, it was just a blessing to see what God did and how God saved him. But anyway, we're back in Psalm. Chapter number four, just letting you know what a little bit of ministry-wise. Um, really began to pray about this and ask God what he wanted. And um, this is what he laid on my heart. And I'm going to start reading here in verse number one. I'm going to read the entire chapter, which is only eight verses. But I'm going to read this and uh, give you what God's put on my heart. The Bible says in verse number one of Psalm four, Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. That's going to be our key verse right there. Verse number two, O ye sons of men, how long will ye then turn my glory into shame? And how, will ye love, how long will ye love vanity and seek after leasing Selah? But know that the Lord has set him apart that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still, Selah. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. 
Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increase. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me to dwell in safety. Back there in verse number one, it says, When I call, O God, on my righteousness, the God of my righteousness, thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. And so what I'm going to bring to you tonight is God enlarges us when we're in distress. God enlarges us when we're in distress. And we'll look into this, what is enlarging, what is distress. We'll look at this and see what God has tonight. Let's pray. Father, we come before you. Lord, you know that I sure do need you. Dear Holy Spirit, I just invite you because without you, I'm, I can't do anything. And I just ask, Holy Spirit of God, would you just work in a way that I can't? Would you give me clarity of thought? Would you help me to be able to proclaim the words that you, wanted, you want to be said? But dear God, I know that there's many of us in this room that uh, are going through some things, and there's many of us in this room has a desire that we want God to use us more in 2019 than he did in 2018. But Lord, you've got to do a work in our hearts for that to happen. So God, would you begin that work? Would your Holy Spirit begin to speak to hearts? And Lord, would you just help us that here at Gospel Baptist Church will be the best we can be for thee. And Lord, we'll thank you for what you accomplished with each one of us in Jesus' name. Amen. We're looking at this passage of Scripture, and, and when we come to the fourth psalm, we read the Word of God. It's given through a man who has his heart enlarged by the Lord. The word enlarge simply means to make greater in quantity or dimensions. If I can just put it plain and simple, it's to make bigger. One of the things <clears throat> that took place in my life, and I remember this happening, my granddad, which is my mom's dad, he had, we found out he had heart trouble. And when they began to do the different you know, procedures and, and examine him, they, they begin to find out that his heart was enlarged. Matter of fact, it was enlarged. Now, Dr. Crabb, maybe you know this, I don't know, but they said it was the size of a football. They say normally your heart's about the size of your fist. His heart had been enlarged because he worked in the woods. He he cut pulp wood. He would, I mean, he would cut down trees and throw them on his shoulder, and he was just, you know, that type of guy. And, and, uh, but he had lift so heavy weight and so forth. I guess all that lifting, all that straining enlarged that heart and, and made it big. But here's what I, and that's physically speaking. But what God wants to do with you and I, he wants to enlarge our hearts spiritually speaking. Because when he begins to enlarge our heart, what that does is it gives us a greater capacity, you ready, to care about the things of God. Because you have more room. Because you have more desire. And God's stretching. He's making you bigger and better. And so he wants to give you a greater capacity about the things of the Lord, but also about what God wants to do in your life. I remember playing sports um, how many of you remember, even if you didn't play on a team, you remember you would stretch out before you played? 
there was a purpose of that. The stretching enlarges, it helps from the pulling of the muscles, and therefore it helps that blood and it helps the situation. And many times what God wants to do, he wants to enlarge us, okay? He wants to stretch us out, stretch us to a point where it is uncomfortable. And we'll get to that a little bit more. I'll talk a little more in detail about that. But as we see this, we see what God wants to do. And first of all, I want us to look at the possibility of being enlarged by the Lord. The possibility of being enlarged by the Lord. God is able to work in our lives and make of us people who are more Christ-like. You say, why does God allow these situations in my life? Because he's wanting to change us into his image. And sometimes when you got to go through change, this is what I'm finding out. As you get older, you get set in your ways. Amen? Oh, me? You get set in your ways. Uh, I, I told the Sunday school class that we had, of course, my family. I mean, Bryce and I and Misty. And then I had my mother-in-law and father, father-in-law. And then I had my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. And there, we had three families in one house. And you know what I found out? Everybody has their own desires and wants. And you know what? Everybody has their routines. You with me? Everybody has their And you know what? Nobody likes to be shaken out of the routine. Nobody does. But that's what God sometimes has to in- stretch us. He wants to enlarge us to get us out of our comfort zones so he can do something great in our lives. And so... The possibility, we begin to see what is the possibility. It's to make us more compassionate toward those who are hurting and in need. It's also, we see in the first two verses of Psalm 1, or excuse me, Psalm chapter number 4, we see the first, that David prays before he talks to men. One of the first things, if you want God to enlarge you, you don't need to tell other people about it, you need to talk to him about it. A lot of times it's, it's what we do. We, we talk to others physically, but we need to talk to God spiritually because he can help us spiritually and physically. And so one of the things for the possibility to allow God to help us to be more compassionate, to enlarge our coast, if I can say it that way, he, he allows this, the circumstances to come into our lives. And we also see that as he talks to the Lord, if God is to do a work in our lives, you ready? He, de- he desires to do, first he must speak, we must speak to God before we speak to men. He wants to do something great in us, but we got to give him that opportunity. So the possibility of being enlarged. And now I want to move on from the possibility. By the way, God wants to use people, and we're going to see that in just a minute. The people God enlarges. Who are the people that God enlarges? Well, as we look at this passage of Scripture in, in four, uh, Psalm 4, we learn that God enlarges people. In verse 1, thou hast enlarged me. When the, when the Lord wants to do something, you ready? He looks to find someone he can work through. Let me give you some illustrations. And, you, and it, as I was thinking about this, David, remember when Saul came and he was looking for, he was looking for the next king and and. and his brothers came through, no, 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 and it was David. David was the youngest. He was the least of the least. And then I thought about Gideon. You know, God calls people that he knows that he can do something through. 
And that's what the pe- those are the type of people that God's looking for. He's looking for a people that, that, that he can use. You don't have to turn here, but 1 Corinthians 1.27 says this, But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. God doesn't need some great, powerful preacher. God doesn't need some great intellectual person. God just needs a servant. God just needs a person who says, Here I am, Lord. Use me in whatever capacity you want. That's what he wants. God doesn't need ability. He needs availability. And we, and we miss this because, you know what? We see this and we say, wow, that person has so much potential. They have all the things. But you know what? They don't have the availability. Saying, God, I remember, I remember when I got saved. And, and I'm telling you, I'm not super intelligent. I struggled through school. I, I struggled with a lot of different things that have happened in my life. And I said, God, whatever you want, I will do it. And I knew God had put on my heart missions. I knew there was something with missions, but I never in a hundred years would ever dream that God would have placed me in a prison ministry. I would have never guessed that. I would have never, but you know what? That's what God wanted. And people say, why in the world are you in the prison ministry? Have you been incarcerated? No. Praise God. I probably should have been, but no, I haven't. Never been incarcerated. But what am I saying? I said, God, I'll do whatever you want. You know I'm not smart. You know I don't have abilities. You know that. But God, if you want to use me, here I am. God's looking for people to use. He's looking for people to be in, to enlarge. When David is crying out to the Lord here, we see in the passage of Scripture, when he's crying out to the Lord, he's not saying, Lord, give me a kingdom. Lord, put me on a throne. He's not asking for any of those. He's saying, oh, Lord, enlarge me. Enlarge me. Make me more. Help me. Uh, we were watching the video Friday night at the Reformers Unanimous. And uh, in the principle, we were watching this, this past Friday night. Uh, Brother Steve Curryton does those. And he asked this question. The question was this. If you died tonight, would there be 100 people at your funeral? And he had, raise your hand if you think there would be 100 people. Then he said, well, if you think there would be 75 people. If you think there would be 50 people, if you think there would be 25 people, if you think there would be 10 people, if you think there would be one person, well, you know this could be one because you're going to be there, right, if you're dead, right? But I begin to think about that thought. You know what that's really saying? How is your influence for God? How is your influence? How many people has God enabled you to reach? To, to talk with, to share the gospel. And, and I know we all have different capacities. It's, it's different for each person. Because and, and there's some people that shy and they're, they like to work behind the scenes and there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm just trying to communicate, God wants to use people that he, can, he wants to enlarge that are willing to be used and saying, God, here am I. Use me. Think about Isaiah with that as well. And so we see David's not asking for a kingdom. He's saying, Lord, Lord, enlarge me. Make me have a better capacity for you. The main work God desires for you and me is the work he desires, you ready, to do in us. <laughs> you know what? If you get around people, for instance, just, just in that span of time that I had my family, my family was here. And by the way, it was good, all right? Uh, you know, they say, what's the difference between outlaws and in-laws? You know, outlaws are wanted, in-laws are not. 
that that's not the case. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. It was good. It was good. But you know what? I can't change any of my family members. You with me? I can't change him, but I can change Steve. I can make sure Steve has the right attitude. I can make sure Steve's doing right. I can make sure. And that's what God wants to do in this enlarging, making sure we're right. So we see the people that he uses. And it's just amazing what God does. I think of Bobby Robertson. Bobby Robertson has went on to heaven. But Bobby Robertson was an old country preacher in uh, Walkertown, North Carolina, close to Winston-Salem. One of the biggest churches, fundamental, independent, one of the biggest churches around. God used that man, just a simple country boy. God used him to a great capacity. He preached up to, he was almost 90, preached into his 90. God greatly used him. Why? Because God, by the way, he went through some things to get to that. And we're going to get to that in just a moment. But he had to go through some things. What is the pathway? We've looked at the people God wants to enlarge. We've, we've looked at the possibility of being enlarged. What is the pathway? How do, how do we get there? The pathway to being enlarged is not a pathway that you or I would choose for ourselves. Matter of fact, we don't like the path. It goes against our nature. David, David said this, Thou hast enlarged me, now look at this, when I was in distress. When I'm going through the tough times. You say, what is distress? This is what distress is. Extreme anxiety, sorrow, or pain. Wow. When does God want, when he puts you through circumstances that you don't want to go through that you would not choose for yourself. That's when God begins to do that enlargement. And I'm going to tell you, it's not an easy process. If you, are, if you are a mature Christian, it's because you've had to face some distressing things in your life. Do you realize the things that we face can either make us better or bitter? And as I look back at my just my life, just a span that I have lived, I've looked at some of the things, uh, and some of you know what I'm talking about. You've, you've been there. lost my dad when I was three. Grew up without a dad. You know, do you realize I didn't have a clue why God allowed that? To this day, I still don't know, but I have a little bit of understanding. Do you know how many young people, when I go to the juvenile detention centers, I can relate to? Do you know how many men I can relate to? Because so many men who are incarcerated never had a father figure in their life. They say that you get your view of God from your dad. I don't know. I can't say that for sure, but that's what I've heard. You get your view of God from your earthly dad. I didn't get that. Didn't receive that. But God allowed me to go through those circumstances to be a help to others. And I, by the way, I wouldn't want anybody to go through that. I wouldn't want anybody to go through that. I look through the different things in my life and I'm not going to go through all those, but God does those things for a purpose. It is said that trouble born in the spirit of Jesus Christ doesn't destroy people, it builds them. You look at the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, God told him from the get-go, he said, I'm going to do 
great things with you, but you're going to have to go through some things. And so many times as pastor has preached, and as I've thought about this, he's saying, we're going to have to suffer as Christians. We're going to have to go through some things. God's got to allow us to go through these things to enlarge us, to put us in distress so that we can be better for him. It builds us. God uses distress to enlarge us. What is the purpose of enlargement? It's tribulations. When you go through trials, when you go through tribulations, when you go through that, what is the purpose of those things? Well, the purpose is this. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 1 and verses 3 and 4, the purpose... Let me, let me turn there real quick. Because I want to read this, because this is important. Second Corinthians, chapter number 1, verses 3 and 4. Now listen to this. I'm going to read 3 as well. Blessed be the God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and look at this, the God of all comfort. God allows us to go through those things to let us know He's there. But it goes even farther. Look at this. Who comfort us in all our tribulations that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. God allows you and I to go through things that we might help somebody else. But here's what we do. We don't think about God's letting me go through this circumstance. God's letting me go through this trial. We don't think about what God's going to do with that trial. All we think about, I'm in a trial. I want to get out of this. But God's got a purpose. He's got a greater purpose. That's why this enlargement is not wanted. It's not something we desire. It's not something we want to go through. Remember, when you join the gym, right? This is a new year. Everybody has their New Year's resolutions, right? Be more fit, do that. And you know the terminology, no pain, no gain. Why do we get that physically, but we don't get that spiritually? God says you've you got to go through some things. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you when you go through these things. So we see the purpose. The purpose is when we go through this is that we might help somebody else. It may be that the darkest hour you've ever lived through, you called out to God, and God did something in your heart that gave you a greater capacity for God and for the things of God. If these things had never happened, God could have never enlarged you. David said, when I was in distress, when I was in a position where there was absolutely no way out, when I was being pressed from all sides and there was no hope, then is when I called on the Lord and God enlarged me. You ever notice how God puts you in a situation where you can't do anything? That situation, that man that I told you about, that man who had trusted Christ, you think about this, would he would have trusted Christ if he was still making big money? See, God had to put him in a position, had to put him in a place where he had to realize there was something beyond him that he needed. And when I shared the gospel with him, I had one of our Christmas tracks. And I used the illustration, and you've, I'm sure you have done as well. I said, if I give you a, this as a gift, a gift you don't have to work for, right? A gift, you just got to receive it. And that day, he, he took that card, and he said, 
I'm receiving that gift. Two days later, I came back and just checked on him, see how he's doing. He pulls out that card. He said, I still got the gift. But see, he had to go through some distress. He lost everything physically. But he gained heaven for eternally. And we can so easily get our eyes off what's important. The things you have is not important. But the people you meet is. And the people that God puts in your pathway is important. So we see the purpose of these tribulations. And then lastly, we see the peace. The peace from the enlarged life. Um, In verses 7 and 8, and I'm going to go back to Psalm 4 here and read these real quick. says this, thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn and their wine increase. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. What did God do when he enlarged him? Even though he was going through distress, God gives peace. Even in the midst of turmoil, even in the midst of everything you're going through. Listen to this. Peace is this. It's to be safe from harm in your spirit, your mind, and body. Wow, that's freedom, isn't it? How many people are suffering from anxiety in our society? Their worry. They have to be on medication. And and sometimes you have to be on. I I get that. But it's it's because of lack of peace. And God, what David said is, even though I went through this distress, even though it cost me something, even though I did this, boy, I had peace. Why? Because I had God. And God is peace. And I had rest in my spirit, my mind, and my body. The opposite of peace is this, worry. Worry is to live life in fear of harm in your spirit, mind, and body. How many times does God tell us in his word, fear not? Anxiety. Philippians 4 talks about that. In the midst of being distressed in God's enlargement, God gave David a great peace. And God wants to do this in your and my life. And let me close up by saying this. God's been working in my heart. You know, it's real easy to get to a point where you're you're content. You get content. And God's saying, he's stirring me. He's saying, I want to enlarge you. Now, you say, well, that's great. I know there's going to be a cost to it. But here's the thing. Don't fear the cost, because God is going to give us not only the peace, but he can do great and wonderful things. And so allow God to enlarge you this year. Allow him to stretch you. Hey, maybe, maybe you've never handed out a gospel tract to somebody. Hey, it's time to get, let God start enlarging you, to help you, to stretch you. 
My mom, if you met my mom, my mom is one of the most backward pe people that you've ever met. She's, uh, boy, she's real shy. Matter of fact, she comes to church. She comes to church. And as soon as amen, she's gone. I mean, you can't, I, I can't even go talk to my mom because, man, she's gone. She, she's just that shy. But I see God doing, enlarging her, stretching her. You know what she's, she's been giving gospel tracts out to people at the grocery store. And she told me, she, was, she said, she said, Steve, he said, it was so good. She said, not only did I hand them, she said, I was telling them, I was presenting the gospel to them. And you say, well, big deal. It is a big deal if that's not you, if that's not normally you. See, that's God stretching, getting her out of that. Boy, what's God want to do with you this year? What's he want to do? By the way, allow him to do it. Oh, yeah, it's going to cost. Yeah, it's going to be some pain. Yeah, it's going to make this, some discomfort but it'll be worth it all when we see Jesus. Let's have your heads bowed and eyes closed. We'll have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for the opportunity that you've given. And Lord, thank you for your Holy Spirit, how I know you've challenged me. Lord, it's so easy to stand here and tell a group and a body of people, hey, this is what you need to do. But God, this is what I need to do. And God, may you enable me to practice what I preach. And God, may you just show yourself in a mighty way. And God, I don't know what you've done in the hearts of people. I don't know how you have spoke. God, I don't know what you want them to do. But God, I just pray, whatever your will is, they would say yes. And they would do that. And God, may you just speak peace. May you just comfort their hearts. And would you enable them to do great and mighty things. God, help us to focus on ourselves, not on others. We'll thank you for what you're going to do in us as we focus on ourselves and allow you to change us into your glorious image. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.